0: What if the magic of music and our favorite songs could be captured in a podcast? What if we could gather and celebrate the unique soundtracks of our lives? What if we could eliminate the stigma around speaking out about mental health to bring together a massive fan club of music fans everywhere? Join me, Jessica Sikora, founder of Nonprofit Superbands, as we dive into open, honest conversations and build a community that lives at the intersection of music and mental health. This is the Superbands Podcast.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Superbands Podcast. My name is Sophia Hain and I am the Executive and Operations Director at the organization. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to our first guest, our very own founder and president, Jessica Sikora. Welcome!
0: Hi, I'm so excited to be on the first episode and to be launching this entire podcast that you and I have been talking about for so long.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, this was your dream coming, you know, long time coming. So I'm super (laughs) excited to be here with you. Um, Before we jump into all of the, you know, exciting stuff we're going to talk about, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself so that our audience can learn more about you?
0: Yeah, of course. So, my name is Jessica Sakura. Um, I founded Supervans, as you said. Um, I founded the organization technically back in 2014. It was basically just a Twitter account and a Tumblr account <laughs> back then. Um, pretty much had no idea what I was doing, and I'm still kind of learning along the way. But um, it wasn't until the past just maybe year or so that I've started to see more traction and bring more people on board who believe in this mission um, between you, Sophia, as well as um, some of the interns that we have that are actually based around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really, really great and honestly, really humbling to see this little, this dream that I had in my bedroom, you know, kind of coming (laughs) to life and seeing and connecting with people who actually believe in the work that we're doing and see the vision that I've seen all these years.
1: Yeah, 2014, that is six, seven years in in the running, right?
0: Yeah, I was right out of college. Wow. Kind of like trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do, and this was just an idea that I couldn't let go of and I was like, you know what, let me, let me give it a try and see what happens.
1: That's really amazing. So what inspired you to start Super especially right out of college at such a young age? What inspired you to start this organization? And can you share a little bit more about your journey in building out the organization thus far?
0: Yeah, so... Honestly, I didn't grow up thinking, you know, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to be a founder of a nonprofit. I really thought I was going to take a pretty traditional path. <laughs> um, and, you know, my parents were kind of caught off guard, but it was just something, again, that I, I felt that I needed to do. It was just an idea that I had that I couldn't shake. Um, growing up, I struggled with mental, my own mental health, um, mm-hmm. whether it was just through um you know, really low self-esteem due to bullying, um, but also kind of spiraled out, um, from there into depression, as well as a couple of suicide, um, Mm -hmm. more so suicidal ideations, um, between the ages of 13 and 17. And it was my music that had helped get me through. And I 100% attribute the fact that I've been able to overcome some of the toughest times of my life through, thanks to my music, whether it was, you know, just through like pop, my favorite, like boy bands and pop music, <laughs> or even listening to some oldies hits that, you know, my parents would play. I'm yeah. um, just listening to music and diving into the lyrics and the bands that really meant so much to me. I, I think it really helped push me forward and remind me that, hey, everything is going to be okay. So when I moved back home after college, my sister, who's about 10 years younger than I am, she was... 13 at the time. So it was the same age that I was. And I was going through a really hard time. Mm. Um, and I saw how obsessed she was with music. And well, you know, part of me in my head was like, oh my goodness, this girl is so crazy. She's obsessing <laughs> over these bands. I was like, oh my goodness, that was me. That was me being that <laughs> crazy person. Um, so I guess I kind of had this like reality check and a little bit of a moment of panic where I thought to myself, I, I wouldn't want my sister to go through what I went through, what, mm. how many people out there are going through this. Um, so I kind of creepily started a Tumblr account <laughs> with this little idea I had. So here I was like 23 years old, like connecting with people around the world on, on Tumblr and sharing their ideas. And, you know, overnight it was getting, you know, hundreds and then thousands of followers. Um, and wow. people believed in this idea. And, you know, that was kind of my, my green flag telling me, you know, go ahead, give this a try. And you know, worst case, it doesn't work out. But yeah, again, like every year, something—whether it's a message from someone or maybe mm. it's like some random sign in the in the universe—it <laughs> um, kind of just reminded me. You know, you started this for a reason. You might as well see what can happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I think you know, you and I have talked um, offline with you know between ourselves. Like, mental health is such a you know, taboo topic, it's often considered invisible, uh, you know, disability. But I think so many people go through variations of mental health um, situations. And, you know, myself being, I think I was around the same age as you, maybe like 13 to 16 (laughs) or so, I was also going through bullying issues, you know, depression and things like that. And music did become an escape for me, like I come from a family of, um like musicians in, in the church and you know I loved listening to like my Christina Aguilera CD at the time <laughs> probably gave away my age just now <laughs> <laughs> but you know I think your vision, you know, look at looking at your sister and looking at your own experiences, you really created this community starting from a Tumblr account all the way to this amazing nonprofit organization that stands with thousands of followers and thousands of fans. So looking back now, you know, seven years in, is there anything that you wish you had known when you first started this journey?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I wish I knew how many people really resonated with the mission. I think, um, you know, when I was right out of college, I didn't have any business experience and I didn't really know anyone who had experience in creating a nonprofit or many people who had started their own businesses. So Mm -hmm. when people looked at me and they saw this idea that I had and they saw what I was doing, um, kind of got a lot of raised eyebrows and I really, I felt really discouraged. And I was thinking to myself, you know, oh, I'm wasting so much of my time trying to make this idea, make this idea happen and Mm -hmm. nobody believes in it. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up on this. This is wasting my time. Um, but I think it was just about trying to push forward and meet the right people and connect with people who, who do resonate with what superbians is doing, who do have memories of, you know, crying over their like CD player <laughs> and um, fangirling with all the, like, the posters on their walls. Like there are people out there that were just as crazy, fangirls and fanboys as I was and honestly still am um so I think you know I think it's just about you know realizing that this isn't just it isn't just me who believes in this and I wish that I had pushed harder a lot sooner Mm -hmm. um but I think everything happens for a reason, so I'm really glad that I didn't give up, and I've been able to connect with, you know, our team at Superbands as well as our board of directors, and more and more people are seeing what we're doing and, you know, kind of scratching their heads and saying, you know, let's let's keep a lookout for the Superband,
1: <laughs> these Superbands people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the universe aligned the way it needed to, <laughs> and exactly you know, as you mentioned, you know, like having that business experience and like that knowledge, all of these things and the concept of organization is very, you know, unique. And I think your experience of really paving the road for not only your own organization, but others alike. And because you yourself had eyebrows raised at you, you were so amazing at onboarding people into your organization, including myself. And, you know, I feel like I'm learning along the way with you. And with that said, you know, like, I think there are oftentimes trials and errors. And, you know, with those difficulties along the way, and I want to be very clear that there was no shame in quote, unquote, failing at something, because we learn from our trials and errors, and it only helps makes our successes that much more amazing. So with that said, is there anything that you felt like you quote, unquote, fail at?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, i I feel like I've failed quote unquote uh, in a lot of things. you know my parents wanted me to be a dentist. that did not happen um, with super bands. I thought that with the first year of you know creating the organization and creating the Tumblr account and eventually a website i I thought that you know Ellen DeGeneres would stumble upon us and you know this would take off. I was like there's there's no way that this won't take off. <laughs> Um, so I feel like I was discouraged a lot by, um, you know, setting these huge goals for myself. And then when I didn't make or didn't meet those goals, I would throw in the towel or threaten to throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. So I wish that I pushed on, um, sooner and a lot harder than I did. And I didn't let these little failures get to me because in the grand scheme of things, they're just little blips in the road. without those failures, I probably wouldn't have met you. We wouldn't have a podcast. We wouldn't have this board of directors. Um, There's a lot of, you know, you have to hear a lot of no before you get a couple of yeses. Um, And the same thing goes for our board of directors. I've had people tell me to stop reaching out to them or stop bugging them, or people (laughs) will probably have blocked me on LinkedIn or any other platforms. But um, if you believe in something, um, enough, and you want something bad enough. I think you can make it happen, and it doesn't matter how many little failures are on on the way because you learn from it
1: regardless. Absolutely, it's just about turning those raised eyebrows and those nose into huh this organization is something and you know you've already made several wishes come true in the past and I think we're just only facing an amazing year with more wishes along the way for our fans and you know our programs and things of this sort which we'll kind of get into later on. Um, So the the mission and the purpose of our organization really focuses on supporting youth and young adults facing mental health challenges and intersecting that with music experiences. So can you kind of share about like a specific challenge you were faced with? And how like, tell us a little bit about some, you know, your your favorite songs, your favorite musicians, and who became your heroes and who became your safe space in that regard?
0: Oh, girl, I could talk about the Jonas (laughs) Brothers. (laughs) forever. Yeah, so for me, I think one of the most prominent issues that I can recall from my teenage years was bullying as well as just the pressures to fit in the pressures to juggle everything between school and extracurriculars and home life and friends and you know, that whole social aspect, I think it just became a lot. And I was just so overburdened. I had very minimal self-confidence and self-esteem because I struggled to fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, That it kind of spiraled out. It spiraled out into um, depressive thoughts, suicidal ideations, and really just wanting some sort of an escape. And luckily I did find an escape. And that was through music. For me, I was obsessed with the Jonas brothers, with Jesse McCartney. I would have like (laughs) posters of them all over my wall. Um, I still have like little tape marks in my parents' (laughs) bedroom or my old childhood bedroom of where those posters used to be. Um, And I think for me, when I would listen to their music and you know watch videos I don't even know if YouTube was around back then I'm not <laughs> wasn't that it like
1: MTV anymore.
0: at the time MTV <laughs> I honestly don't know and there was like some sort of like live streaming thing that like <laughs> artists would use um so yeah I would just kind of engulf myself or like get involved myself in all of these videos the lyrics the CDs the new album releases and going to concerts it became what I wanted to do with every second of my free time because by listening to their music um I felt like I forgot about all my problems. I felt like there was somewhere that I fit in and somewhere that I belonged and people that cared about me, as crazy as it sounds, even though these artists didn't know who I was, um, they felt like my heroes. They felt like my friends. Um, and I feel like without them, I wouldn't be here today. And without them, there would be no super
1: yeah, I I just have to comment on my my love for Jesse McCartney as well. <laughs> I think oh God, I like don't even get me started. <laughs> I fangirled a lot when he came on like Disney channels like uh, shows, and I would be just swooning over
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> I used to obsess over like Summerland. I think it was.
1: I don't yeah. know what that is, girl.
0: yeah I used to obsess over you know it was like even if they're in like the video or the tv show for like two seconds Mm -hmm. you know you know you had to sit in front of that tv yeah and you know you had to like freeze it if you had like the ability to freeze the frame it's like (laughs) TiVo. exactly
1: I mean I think I had a very like similar experience growing up. Like I, I don't I don't think I told you about this, but I moved around so many times in my childhood, um, from the US to Korea, back to US, changing schools each time. So every time I would hit like elementary, middle school, high school, I would change schools. So you can imagine what kind of, you know, effect that has on a developing youth and my group of friends would always change and like you said, I had to always struggle to try to fit in and then deal with the the like the the challenges of not fitting in at the end and yeah so like I turned to my music I I would always have my CD player with me I thought I was so cool (laughs) with my CD player like oh yeah (laughs) and I just remember growing up to like NSYNC and Janet Jackson and just like merging myself into those music and feeling like it was a world that I actually felt accepted in and like Part of like a more glamorous world that I can envision myself in, in a way. So I totally empathize with your experiences. And I think that's the beauty of music. Like it brings us together. We may come from so many different experiences in life, but it really ties us together because of that shared experience with music.
0: Yeah. And I feel like no matter how old you are, whether I tell this to my parents or people who, um, I've just connected with along the way um, whether it, they do like the Jonas Brothers which I can't imagine why you wouldn't um, <laughs> but whether they like the Jonas Brothers or it was someone from you know years ago or maybe people you know that are new to the scene now that I don't even know about because now I'm old um <laughs> everyone can relate in some way that music has affected their lives positively, or there's always that song that really means so much to them. Um, and I think that's the magic that music has. And I'm hoping that that carries out to people who stumble across super bands, you know, whether they deal with mental health issues or not. Um, I feel like they can see, you know, through their own experiences, a little bit of the the magic that lies behind what we're trying to do in our organization
1: right so speaking of songs what would you say is the one song that saved your life
0: honestly i would love to pick a jonas brothers song um but for me i loved all of them but i will say (laughs) that my i think one of the most prominent songs that stick out to me is actually jesse mccartney's song so it was the Mm. song because you live um and even though he wasn't singing it to me um, I <laughs> felt like he was singing it to me, right? It was, he kept, he kept talking about, um, because you live, I live, or like, you're the reason why I'm you know, pushing forward, even when life gets hard. And that's honestly, whether he was singing it to me or not, um, that's how I felt about my music. I felt like even though they didn't know who I was and, you know, these, these big artists and bands, they were singing to thousands and millions of people out there, not just me it felt like that was the song that I connected with, and that was the, the artist that I connected with, and someone who got me through some of those hard times. And honestly, every time I listen to it now, I I get excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a throwback in a way, but it's still a, a song that's super close to your heart. And I think even though artists are singing it for, like you said, like millions of their fans, as long as a fan takes it as something personal and meaningful to themselves, it becomes a song for us. So in a way he was singing to you. <laughs> like for me, I thought, you know, she's no you and beautiful soul intended for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: they were. See if you're listening. Please uh, confirm. <laughs> right?
1: I know you were mentioning, you know, all these people that you were connecting with, your parents and things of this sort. Do you, would you say you, um, you know, I'm sure you've had a lot of influences in your life. And if you had to pick the top three people who have been most influential to you, whether it be artists and bands, or, you know, friends and families or other people that you just, you know, connected with over the time of life, who would they be?
0: Yeah, so I think. I kind of touched on it previously. So, my younger sister is significantly younger than I am. So, she's what, 19 now? Um, and I feel like, even though people think that because our age difference is so great, that we wouldn't be close, um, we actually are really close and we bond over the silliest things. But okay. music is one of those things. And, you know, without her and her kind of um, reminding me of my own past, um, I wouldn't have pursued super bands. I wouldn't have pushed this hard to make this organization happen. And I don't even know if I've had, I would have had the idea had I not seen her, you know, crying over one direction videos. Um, And then I guess another person would just be, um, I think that's, you know, everyone says like, someone in their family whether it's their parents but like I feel like it was my grandma I feel like she was like my biggest cheerleader Mm. she pushed me every time I had an idea she'd you know she'd like tap me on the shoulder and say you know that's a good one you should go pursue it Um, and she didn't get to see anything when it came to super bands or or it coming to fruition but I'm sure she's rocking out out there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think the last one this is cheating I know this is cheating but I have to say that The Jonas Brothers fans that I connected with over Mm. the years were huge impacts um, in my life, and they were hugely influential. influential, (laughs) um, Just because you know, over the years, I've gone to tons of Jonas Brothers concerts. I have 100% stalked them outside of their New York City (laughs) hotels. And I've stood there in the cold in the rain. I'm like a mailman. Any weather, I was there for the Jonas Brothers and just wanted to see a glimpse of them leaving their hotel, even for like two (laughs) seconds. But I met a bunch of Jonas Brothers fans and we connected over our love for the band, our love for their songs. And, you know, at a concert, these other girls and guys, they were all strangers to me at the beginning of the show. I didn't know who they were, but by the end of it, we were kind of like a family. Yeah. And I always think back on those memories and the people that I connected with, some of which I still have, a con- I still am in touch with today. Wow. Um, I think about, you know, wanting to bottle up that magic and that energy and that sense of belonging. And that's, that's really the feelings that I want people to get through super bands. And it was you know, thanks to going to those concerts and stalking them at the hotel.
1: <laughs> I mean, it really sounds like you built a community, like an informal community in a way, through the Jonas Band, uh, Jonas Band, Jonas Brothers fans. Uh, mm-hmm. And you kind of made that into a formal organization based on that foundation, based on your very own experience. So that's really amazing. And so I know you mentioned you going and stalking Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, can you share a little bit about your most memorable experiences? Like, you know, for myself, I haven't had the opportunity to go to too many. And I especially having gone to these like, really, really big venues, which I'm dying to do so. So I'd love to hear more about your own experiences and what made it so memorable for you.
0: Yeah, so um, I've gone to a ton of Jonas Brothers concerts as a teenager. as well as their most recent or I guess like relatively recent Happiness Begins tour as a a full-on adult. (laughs) Um, I've also gone to you know so Bruno Mars concerts and I love Walk the Moon Um, so I've gone to like a variety of different shows and I've gone with different groups of people whether it was a couple of friends, um, whether it was my siblings, um, whether it was you know just by myself which I've gone to I've done a couple of times because I knew I would make friends there um I think what makes a show memorable is not just seeing your heroes live on stage um but being able to connect with the, the other fans and being mm. able to again feel like you belong somewhere in school I remember that you know slowly but surely my obsessiveness with the Jonas Brothers started to creep into my real life and I became the weird Jonas girl I was like, okay great not only Aww. was I like great face and lanky and wearing like the weirdest clothes but I was a weird Jonas girl so I was like great this is awesome but at a concert all of them were weird Jonas girls and yeah, boys too like I fit in and you know you know, they were crying just as well as I was. We were crying over the band together, um, <laughs> and that's I think that was just so important to me, and that's what made the shows most memorable. I think, you know, the excitement, seeing your like your eyes or the eyes of the people next to you kind of lighting up with the stage, and being able to sing along with your favorite songs in a in a packed arena. Um, I think something that, uh, well, one of the concerts that I would say that was pretty memorable to me was actually their most recent, the Jonas Brothers, obviously, the <laughs> Jonas Brothers most recent tour. Um, so I think that was in 2019, the Happiness Begins tour. Um, but I will say that even though I was grown up, and even though Super bands was already, you know, kind of moving its wheels and kind of moving forward, I will say that, Going to that show, I actually went to three, embarrassingly, <laughs> of the Happiness Begins shows. Um, it reminded me of that magic, and it reminded me of why concerts meant so much to me. And it was there that I decided to give super bands another shot. In 2018, I was ready to throw in the towel. I was saying to myself, you know, at this point, it's been a couple of years, and nothing's really happening. Ellen hasn't brought me on the show. (laughs) There's no point. I don't think anyone's going to pay attention to this, you know, this girl from New Jersey, um, because I don't have connections, and I I don't know how how my voice will be heard amongst every other voice out there of all the powerful people and influential people. I didn't, you know, I'm not one of them. What are the chances that someone would listen to me? Um, but I think, you know, towards the end of that year is when the Jonas Brothers decided to announce that they would be back. They Uh, would be back on tour.
1: That was amazing timing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I was like, Okay, Universe, you're really doing this to me. So I'll give it a try. Um, I'll give I'll give it a shot. Twenty nineteen will be my last year at Superman's. Mm. Um so that's what I set out to do and I was ready to retire Superman's at the end of twenty nineteen, but I went to those shows and I connected with other fans, and I felt that magic. And I felt like, who am I to give give up this dream? There are so many, you know, teens out there mm-hmm. that need to experience this, that need to have this magical moment, even if it's just once. Yeah, um, we need to give this experience to the people that need it, the people that need to be inspired, because it meant so much to me even as an adult, but can you imagine, you know, having that VIP experience and this memorable day with your favorite artist, um, as a teenager. So, um, I was like, okay, I'll give it another shot. So 2020 I'll give Superman's another shot. And that's when I connected with you, Sophia, as well as when I connected with the rest of our team. And now we're like a lean, mean Superman's machine. And we got a lot of steam and, we're we're ready to roll out a lot more in the new year. And I feel like, you know, it just needed that little push. So I feel like out of all the concerts I've been to, it would definitely have to be the most recent because it got us to where we are now.
1: That's awesome. And I'm so grateful for that concert too, even though I didn't attend because (laughs) (laughs) otherwise you and I would not be here. And I think, you know, this, the, I've gone to a few concerts, but like very small scale. And for me growing up, I grew up in a, pretty low income household to a single parent. So the idea of going to a concert was never even an option for me. And so I had to just immerse myself into like I said, my little CD players and just like re just re listening to it over and over and over again. So yeah, I think the beauty of your organization of super bands is that there are wishes being granted for youths all across nation, the nationwide, where, you know, some might just not have access to it, some might not even think that this is an option for them. And this is where our organization comes in, and we make it come true for these youth. And that's just amazing. And I think the power of music is when we're going through troubling times, it becomes our escape. But then a few years from then on, when things are better and brighter, we're able to listen to the same music and think, huh, like, I actually have some positive, you know, memories or, you know, things of the sort. Like, we're able to kind of conjure these, like, emotions again. And that's just so beautiful that we were able to do that through music, which is probably why there's, like, music therapy and things of the sort. Yeah, no, for sure. And I I
0: didn't mention it earlier, but I remember... I did, I guess, like I would say, I went through heartbreak as a teenager. Um, (laughs) You know, your crush doesn't like you back. I would listen to Taylor Swift. And oh my gosh, when I listen to Taylor Swift now and those old albums, I like literally (laughs) think to myself, I was like, why did I let that little, like, quote unquote, that little blip in my life affect me (laughs) so badly. But obviously, I'm so grateful for, you know, the songs that got me through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the time, at that youth teenage years, that is like the end of the world for us. I know.
0: Oh my gosh, poor Um, poor 13-year-old Jessica. Yeah, but
1: we're able to go back through the music and kind of give our our younger selves a hug. Like, that's what I imagine, like, listening to some music that I listened to when I was in middle school, you know, crying over my bullying days, and I listen and reminisce, and I feel like I'm able to give that version of me a hug and saying, like, it turns out okay, you know, things become okay. Yeah, we all get a till we
0: ever after. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Just to to quote some Disney stuff. (laughs) So moving forward, I know you had some hurdles. And I'm so grateful again to Jonas Brothers. Thank you for 2019. And for (laughs) your dream to continue with super bands. What what is your next, you know, few years vision? Like, what can we expect from you and super bands in 2021? And what are some long term goals you have?
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, when I first started super bands, the idea was just to create a community. So I created, you know, social media platforms, um, whether it was through Tumblr or Twitter. um, And that's what I relied on heavily. And my thought was just, hey, let's just share some, you know, our our favorite lyrics and let's tweet each other and talk about this. Um, But as I got older, I realized, you know, I'm I'm an adult now. Um, I mean, I'm still a kid at heart. But I'm <laughs> an adult now. I should be doing more than just, you know, a Twitter account. Anyone can make a Twitter account. What can you do, Jessica, that would create some sort of, you know, whirlwinds of, of magic? And for me, I thought, again, back to those magical experiences at a concert, and I would love to give as many teenagers as we can as an organization, We'd, I'd love to give them the most memorable concert experience of their dreams. Mm-hmm. And with everything going on in the world that obviously threw us for a loop, just like everyone else. <laughs> um, but what better way to start off these wishes than to, you know, make it happen virtually? What if we mm. can give as many teenagers as we can the most memorable virtual experience of their dreams, you know, with their favorite artists or with other fans and really connect them and build on that idea of community. So I think between, um, you know, this wish granting experience, which we are calling our listed experience, Mm -hmm. I think between that, as well as with our newest mentoring program that we are rolling out in the new year, as well, um, we are really emphasizing the power that you know music has, as well as the power that community has to help get us get through some of the hardest times in our lives. And even though you and I have you know passed our teenage years, we one hundred percent will do look back on those years of our lives and realize how difficult it was. Whether it was through know again the need to fit in or the pressures that we have to deal with there's a lot going on as you're growing up and we want to as an organization make it as memorable and magical and as positive of an experience as we can um so i'm really excited about that i guess like from your perspective as you know running the executive and operations stuff at Superbands, um what of the initiatives as well as maybe as something i might have missed are you excited about
1: for the new year Yeah, I'm definitely excited about Listed, like you mentioned, making those virtual wishes come true for our fans. I think. Even though it's not ideal, you know, it's not probably the same experience as being in an arena with like screaming fans along by Mm -hmm. you. But it at least gives um, accessibility an opportunity, whether it's people in areas where it's harder to travel to those big cities or, you know, whatever the reason may be. It's definitely giving that opportunity for our fans. And like you mentioned, our peer mentoring program really finding well thought out. Uh, programming for our fans through mentors and mentees establishing that relationship and rapport through music and having a safe space to just talk sometimes we just need a listening ear and the friendly shoulder to lean on virtually <laughs> and exactly. just sharing our love for music you know we don't always get to talk about that especially in school like you said you can be marked as the weird Jonas girl <laughs> so <laughs> what better place to come to a program where it's intended for specifically just that and i think we also have like other you know great events coming up like we have deep talks where we're going to have a lot of just healing space and we'll do like a portion of pet therapy where we get to share our fuzzy friends and family members so what better (laughs) than that so I'm super excited for 2021 and I think we have a lot of initiatives planned out which is super exciting um I was curious and I forgot to ask this earlier can you share a little bit about how the name super bands came to be
0: yeah so it's actually a funny story and my sister I don't even know if she knows this but she was the one who kind of gave me the idea for the name um, so when I had moves back home and she was crying Aww. over these bands uh, like literally wearing their merch 24 7 and <laughs> listening to their music and I feel like at that point her room is right next or was right next to mine I knew all the lyrics too at that point and, you know <laughs> we would talk over these bands and slowly but surely here I was at 23 starting to fall in love with these bands too she was sharing an interview that Five Seconds of Summer had done about. Um, I, I don't know if it was a, an interview actually, or if she was, you know, sharing a quote. But she had said that one of the band members had mentioned um, a, a saying that said, "Real fans save bands. Real bands save fans." Oh,
1: and then wow. I thought to
0: myself, "Huh, that's funny," and didn't think anything of it. And literally that night, I had a dream that I was at a concert and woke up that that next morning and thought to myself, huh, super bands,"
1: oh, And wow.
0: it fit so perfectly because of how these bands and these artists and our favorite music were superheroes to us, or they are superheroes to us. Yeah. They're longer than life and they get us through some of the hardest times in our lives. They've saved us when we, we needed saving. They've been our shoulder to cry on. They've been there through the ups and downs. And I really do feel like our favorite artists are superheroes to us whether they know it or not and um yeah I feel like it just kind of kind of worked so it was pretty catchy and then another part of me had this whole big idea to have like wristbands and all of that it's like super huh, superband. <laughs> obviously it did not work I got um, the pun <laughs> <laughs> The name stuck, but maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll figure out a way to make wristbands cool again.
1: <laughs> That's a super cute story. I just feel like everything you're sharing, it kind of shows like everything aligned and the timing aligned, the name aligned, your dreams or your experiences, like everything kind of worked the way it needed to work. I know like... The wristbands did not align. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because it didn't happen yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I- Watch out for our jewelry line. <laughs>
1: I think trends make their way around every 20 years or so, so maybe in 15 years, those band bracelets will come back. There you go. Oh, and
0: we'll be waiting. We'll be first in line. Oh,
1: absolutely. We're going to have it all prepared already.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have these like wristbands in my garage somewhere.
1: So, well, lastly, where can our listeners connect with you online?
0: Yeah, I think the best way to connect with us as an organization would just be on our website as well as our many social media platforms. Um, they can continue to connect with us through the podcast, um, which we're hoping to, um, you know, continue and keep going as one of our twenty twenty one initiatives. Um, and as a shameless plug, I did today in preparation for this interview. I changed my Instagram handle, um, to something super because a part of me has this whole big idea of having a super life for myself and my family and for super bands and all things going on. Um, so that's S M T H G S U P R. (laughs) So it's something super, the whole word something was like taken. And, um, (laughs) so we just abbreviated something, but something super, um, and yeah, trying to be more active on social media as well so we can continue to get the word out about the work that we're doing and all things going on behind the scenes. Um, I think the, one of the great things about starting all of these in- initiatives while we're still relatively unknown is that the people that you know, kind of jump on and they find us and they connect with us and whether we resonate with them or not, they can see how we grow and follow along our journey.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining me today and providing insight not only on our amazing organization, Superfans, but also sharing about yourself. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. And, you know, being able to see the podcast come to life and all the initiatives that we have planned is is like a dream come true to me. So I'm really, really excited.
1: Absolutely. And I I personally truly believe in the power of storytelling. And... You know, we all as individuals have a story to share, so I know that this is only the start to us opening a dialogue through the healing powers of music and therefore combating mental health challenges together as one community, which really is the mission of our organization. So thank you. Thank you, Jessica, for joining me. This was Sophia Hain, Executive and Operations Director with Super Bands with the Founder and President.